All right, welcome back to the podcast today. This is going to be for my government class, and this is going to be a section about your freedom of religion uh, within within our society and how that goes. This is pretty cut and dry and pretty straightforward until we add a little bit of things. So first of all, what does it say specifically in our Constitution? It says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So there's two things that actually we get the right of. One is establishing a religion. So if you have a group of followers that believe in the same ideas and the same philosophies and the same principles as you do, you have the right to establish this religion uh, within, within our country in the United States. And the second part of this is you also have the right to exercise whatever religion it is that you feel is right. There can be no law that says, listen, you're Muslim, you can't follow your religion or you can't practice your religion. Those are the guarantees that were born that we have. And that because is because we have to remember our country is founded on this principle that uh, these people came over as religion forcing were being forced upon people and they wanted a place to practice what they believe. So they came here. This is why it's in our First Amendment is because it is uh, extremely uh, significant to them. So what that leads to, though, is a separation between church and straight. And what that means is that there is no way that any formal institution of church and government, they are constitutionally separated from they are not enemies. They're not strangers. They are just separate. Your religion and your government are not the same thing. Now, it doesn't always work that way. These, what is said is that even though our government is encouraging you to go to church and encouraging you to be a part of religion, they cannot require it. Even though we have chaplains within the armed forces, it's still separate. You don't have to go. They can't force you into any of these different things. The most important of any of these cases that comes out is something called the Pierce versus Society of Sisters in 95. And the court is going to basically say that compulsory school attendance law is unconstitutional. What that means, in school they can't force you to go to a Christian class. A class just based on Christianity. They can force you to go to a religion class where you learn about all the religions of the world, but they cannot force you into this one. So what it, the goal of this was to eliminate private schools. However, what ultimately happened was they said, no, <coughs> that's at public schools that you can't have that. But you can have that at your private schools. If you are a parochial school, you are a church-related school, you can have that religion. So that takes us into these parochial schools. Do our parochial schools, do our Catholic schools get aid? And a lot of the cases uh, of fighting this are that parochial schools, they have a large amount of kids there. They should still get educated at the public expense. They should, because if we didn't have these Catholic schools, it's mostly Catholic schools, so I'm a Catholic and Islamic schools. If we didn't have these where they were charging the money themselves for them to go there, there'd be more people in there. And so really the state should give aid to parochial schools because they believe they are, they are relieving parents of some of the double burden they carry because they must pay taxes to support the public school that they don't go to. This has been an ongoing battle and an ongoing fight between education systems in a long time. So what that leads to is something called the Lemon Test, and it's another court case in the Supreme Court. It's Lemon versus Kurzman that says the Establishment Clause is designed to prevent three main evils, sponsorship, financial support, and active involvement of the sovereign in religious activity. 
basically what that is saying is that the law provides for reimbursement or money payments to private schools to cover their costs for teacher salaries, textbooks, and other teaching materials in non-religious courses. What this said is that the law must have a secular, not religious purpose. It must neither advance nor inhibit religion, and it must not foster any extensive entanglement of government and religion. The court has found that these laws uh, giving public aid to other areas is are, it's very questionable and it's hard to do. It ruled in an Ohio case that public funds cannot be used to pay for such things as field trips for parochial school students, nor in Michigan, tax money cannot be used to pay any part of the salaries of parochial school teachers, even those who teach only secular courses. So they have gone back and forth through this the entire time. Some laws have, uh, some states have passed the Lebanon test, however, for example, that says that the court has upheld in New York and other states that they can pay church-related schools what it costs them to administer standardized tests and the use of public money in Arizona for an interpreter for deaf students in a, in a Catholic high school does not violate establishment costs, but other things kind of get thrown in there. They went farther when they fought, it's called Selman versus Simons Harris in, two, in 2002, where it upheld uh, Ohio's experimental school choice plan. And under that plan, parents in Cleveland can get, you know, basically grants or vouchers to go to whatever school they have. So this has all just been a mess for ever. And then it comes down to the point, what can we, can we teach the Bible in uh, regular high school? Uh, Kentucky law ordered that the posting of the Ten Commandments in school. But what if I'm not Christian? In Alabama, the moment of silence law, it provided for a one-minute period of silence for meditation or voluntary prayer at the beginning of every school day. Again, what if I don't practice a religion? How does that make me feel? Because now I'm the one who's different. They offer prayer as part of a public school graduation ceremony in Rhode Island. Again, if you're offering it, you're not forcing it. What about all these uh, high school football games in Texas where they pray afterwards? Public schools cannot sponsor religious exercises according to our Supreme Court. It has not held that individuals cannot pray when and as they choose though. So the school can't force it. But if a group of people want to get together and pray all together, that has changed is the way we think. So as it becomes a bigger, bigger issue for all of us to look at, you know, it has become a bigger issue for everybody to kind of fight with. Uh, a couple other things that have become a bigger deal. You know that now we say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas and things like that, saying that throwing Jesus in our face around Christmas time isn't necessarily uh, – it's kind of against our belief of this. Also, the Ten Commandments used to be posted all over the place. That has kind of been backed off and been taken away that you can't have uh, the Ten Commandments throughout the world basically. Uh, there – that brings us to the free exercise clause. So you don't have an absolute right to choose. Uh, it does not give anyone the right to violate criminal laws because of the name of their religion, public morals, or threaten community safely because they're doing it in the name of religion. Uh, so it, it's – yes, you have the right to practice your religion however you feel, but you also don't have some of these other rights that people you know, insist upon. 
Uh, the Jehovah's Witness are big on trying to fight this in court, and they have plenty of religious freedoms because uh, they have been criticized for refusing to salute the flag because that is against basically that is worshiping an idol they believe um, it's it's been a very big big fight for a lot of people uh, within the freedom uh, of exercise clause because some people believe that what we do within our society uh, automatically violates the freedom of exercise that you have you know when you go somewhere and people talk about religion and they don't include other religions as a part of it, people look at that and become very offended by it. On that note, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend uh, and does what they need to do for themselves to get themselves caught up because we're almost done with this quarter. You only got two weeks to fix your grades, so let's get to work.